0: listening to the screeners podcast network from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between this is the screeners podcast where all media is appreciated but none is safe hello and welcome back to the screeners podcast this is daniel i'm april and I'm Tyler. And we are back. We've got a lot on our plate to review tonight. But but before we dive into all of that, I want to remind you, as always, to follow us on social media. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Search The Screeners Podcast. Both places. And you'll find us. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you there. And also, please... Rate, review, and subscribe. We really value that. Um, We love your reviews. Uh, It really helps other people discover the show. So if you like what you hear, please go ahead and and leave us a review. And and don't forget to subscribe while you're at it. All right, with that out of the way, we have a lot. Like I said, we've got a top three. We're going to be talking about our top three movies from the first half of 2019. We're almost seven months in now. So we've got some hopefully good movies to talk about so far. We're going to be reviewing the big new Disney quote-unquote live-action remake, The Lion King, but before we get into all that, we're going to be talking about what we learned from Comic-Con this week, so let's dive into Jump Cuts. cut cut, cut. Well, guys, Comic-Con just ended, and as always, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It seems like there are fewer things to talk about than there normally are. I feel mm-hmm. like the news cycle is kind of dropping off of Comic-Con, typically, but uh, but Marvel certainly delivered on some major announcements that we absolutely have to talk about, but before we get into that major news... Let's talk about some other things that didn't dominate the conversation quite as much. April, was there anything from Comic-Con you wanted to talk about?
1: Yeah. So first of all, the Watchmen trailer for the new HBO series coming out looks awesome. And it's got the same guy that did Lost and The Leftovers, and it definitely has a Leftovers kind of feel to it. Um, So I'm really excited about that.
0: And starring Oscar winner Regina King.
1: Yes. Who we love.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah, she's
1: great. I also thought it was interesting how you have all these different streaming services that are essentially trying to be the next Game of Thrones. There Absolutely, are a lot of sure. different fantasy shows out there like... Um, what the was Witcher. It? The Witcher, yeah, on Netflix. And then Amazon had... Did y'all see the trailers for Carnival Row from Amazon? Oh,
0: that looks no. weird. Yeah, looks, I didn't see that.
1: It's super weird. I can't... Like, there's no Orlando Bloom, from, right? Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne, which is... Yeah, mm. it, it looks... Uh, interesting. I'll yeah.
0: say that. Okay. Yeah. And then the, uh, Amazon also has Lord of the Rings coming out. Of course, we we didn't. There's no footage or anything yet, but uh, you know that's on the way. Trying definitely yes. trying to be the next uh, Game of Thrones or the
2: original Game of Thrones.
0: Right. You know.
1: Exactly. Let's be, <laughs> let's be real about
0: this. Well, we kind of saw this after Lost,
2: right? Like everybody was trying to be the next Lost. Everybody mm-hmm. was trying to be you know trying to recapture that magic and and you know to some extent I I think I'm not holding my breath, but. Because we've already had some of the, the shows that are trying to be the next Game of Thrones, especially during that gap between the, the you know final seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher does... And from what I hear, The Witcher seems to be the best contender at yeah. the moment. The footage looked awesome. Um, you know, it's Henry Cavill. They wouldn't cast Superman for no reason, you know. But uh, <laughs> although the the CG on his face at the very end of the trailer looked way better than the CG uh, mustache, or non-mustache, <laughs> I guess, that he had. So I guess I'm pretty, yeah. pretty happy about that. But um, yeah, I just... I'm not holding my breath because they're going to keep trying for a while, but The Witcher does look like the best contender.
0: Well, yeah. I think Watchmen looks great, too. I, I am excited for Watchmen because, it, it, you know, we're in a superhero glut right now, which we're going to talk about even more, yeah. uh, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, there's an overabundance of Marvelness. As long as it's good.
2: That's the big thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. so I, I think it has a strong possibility. Being on HBO, it can be, you know, more intense. Because even the stuff that was on the, the Marvel shows that are no longer canon uh, on Netflix, you know, they... they or are they, they not canon now? I mean, they're casting actors who were in those shows Oh, that's true. Roles. So, I didn't
2: even think yeah. about that. That's actually right.
0: Wow. <laughs> but we're jumping the gun. We're going to get to all that. Gross. But, you know, those shows were, were more violent than a PG-13 movie, but they weren't quite you know, for adults. And so, um, and so I'm, I'm excited for what they could do with Watchmen. I think Damon Lindelof, you know, after, after all the blowback he got from, from the unsatisfactory ending of Lost, he really, I feel like has become a better storyteller. And the Mm -hmm. leftovers was one of the strangest shows I've ever seen, but it was, you know, whether I understood it or not, I'm not sure, but it was great. And so (laughs) I've not seen it actually. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. It's, I, like I said, I'm, I don't know if I got it, but <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, and there's, so yeah,
1: there's a lot of deep stuff in there that, yeah. or maybe I imagined deep stuff. It's possible, right, yeah, trying to
0: be deep, but yeah, right. that's the thing about it. It could have been either one. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, either way, I think Watchmen is a, is a good place to kind of explore some stuff. So I, I, I'm excited for it, and that that premieres before too long. So I'm ready for it. So, Tyler, you were talking about The Witcher. Was there anything else you wanted to, you wanted to talk about?
2: Uh, well, so the first thing, obviously, those of you who, who have heard me know that I can't stop talking about Star Trek, but I will control myself here and just say, uh, actually, the Geek Card Check podcast just did a quick um, reaction podcast. Just looking at the, the Picard trailer, which just came out. There's a bunch of other short treks coming out. There's something like four other Star Trek series all in production right now. So, um, so bigger, deeper comments. um, Those are all on the, on the episode that we just released. Definitely go listen to that episode. You'll hear Kate and I just really, really, Really geek out about Star Trek, um, but I, but for here the big things I'll just say is I cannot wait for Star Trek Picard. Uh, I think it looks I think it looks fantastic. I know Daniel does not agree with me.
0: Yeah, Tyler um, got mad at me this weekend because we watched the trailer. <laughs> I got together Chris and, mad at you too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, man, I just I I mean, first of all just you know for for clarity, I'm not the biggest sci-fi guy. You know, I'm not a, even even less so Star Trek. Well, I mean, I like Star Trek to a certain extent. I mean, we grew up watching it, you know, so I've seen so much of it, but the I, I just can't muster up any excitement for these shows. They look they don't they look like they should be on the the TV channel sci-fi, and that's not. I completely a
2: disagree. These are film. These are movie quality. They're not. Movie They're just. Quality. Yes, they are. not You haven't watched any of. Them. Anyway, this is a whole. You're gonna hear <laughs> two brothers start arguing. Uh, I, I'll just say, I'll say when you've watched Star Trek Discovery, then we can talk about the quality of it. But it's because it looks. It is fantastic, and Chris will mm-hmm. Chris will come
0: fight you on it too. I mean. Okay, but, uh, yeah, I'm not excited for those, but I'm glad that you are. Uh, April, do you have any opinions on Star Trek? Honestly,
1: I am just not a big Star Trek fan, so it looked fine. That's fine, April. That's fine. It's, it looked fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I felt. It was like, okay, all right, have fun with all these, these 10 TV shows that are coming out. Yeah. Um, two animated yeah, shows,
2: th- I think three other, two others uh, outside of that are in production. It's crazy. It really is. I mean, at the very minimum, like, it's, it's just bonkers how big star trek got out of basically being dead for a long time so it's mm. it's not money oh yeah it's just it is surprising and i'm i'm as a diehard trekkie i'm pretty happy that i get to reap the benefits of it
0: well definitely check out the geek card checks reaction episode for for more diving into the geekiness of all of that but of course we have the big announcement to get to marvel studios um you know we talked about on our uh what was it we talked about on our spider-man far from home review that we really had no idea what was coming up yeah um that they had been really playing their cards close to the chest because we had we had zero actual announcements of what their next few films were and so they certainly rectified that oh man Uh, they did they announced eight projects am i counting that right no excuse me they officially dated 10 projects uh, over the next two years Which is insane yeah. And then they announced th- that at least a few Are coming up and a couple other surprises So let me just go ahead Let me just go through all these real quick As quick as I can And then we'll discuss them So so Black Widow is coming on May 1st, 2020 Starring Scarlett Johansson, David Harbour, Florence Pugh and Rachel Wise Good grief uh, So, And then we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier Which is coming to Disney Plus It's a TV show, it's coming fall 2020 Then we have The Eternals, directed by Chloe Zhao. This cast is insane. Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henson, Salma Hayek, um, and a few others that that are are some smaller names. That comes out November 6th, 2020. We have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, and Tony Lang. We got Loki, another Disney Plus show coming spring 2020, of course, starring Tom Hiddleston. We have WandaVision, another Disney Plus show starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany coming spring 2020. We have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming May 7th, 2021, uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, who did the first one. We have Hawkeye, another Disney Plus show. Uh, Starring Jeremy Renner and going to be where he's going to be training Kate Bishop, who I guess is kind of a younger up and coming Hawkeye. Uh, We have Thor Love and Thunder, which is a great name directed by Taika Waititi, Mm -hmm. which is uh, going to have
2: Natalie Portman as Thor. Right.
0: Right. So that comes out November 5th, 2021. We have the animated TV show What If, which is just kind of like a spin-off thing where they just explore individual kind of what-if concepts, which is really exciting. So that's on Disney+. And then they also officially announced Mahershala Ali will be Blade. I'm so
2: excited. Oh, it's going to be so great. he
0: also alluded, Kevin Feige alluded to, of course, we have Guardians 3 coming up. We have Black Panther 2. We have Spider-Man 3. And they are working on Fantastic Four. So... Man, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't even know where to start other than, I mean, the, this, is, this is an era of, after, after so long of being all white dudes for the most part, I mean, this is an era, era of great representation for yes. so many different, Across the different people. Across Yeah, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. I mean, The Eternals is, is amazing. What, what are you guys most excited for out of all of these crazy projects?
1: For me, I think I'm most excited about um, the new Thor with Natalie Portman and I loved what he did with Ragnarok and so I'm really excited to see him and do another Thor.
0: Yeah oh for sure and I'm, I'm a, a little shocked actually because the ending of Thor of uh, the ending of Avengers Endgame has Thor joining the Guardians of the Galaxy right. and we know Guardians 3 is still coming up after this so I, I, I don't exactly know how they're going to tie that in but having having Natalie Portman as Thor is going to be pretty insane.
1: Mm-hmm. She's so little too. I can't even
2: like <laughs> picture it. That's
0: true. Yeah, she really is. That's awesome. Tyler, what about you?
2: I I'm loving, I kind of across the board, uh, almost like you said. You know, it's the the diversity, um, but also the diversity of of stories. Like it feels like. It feels like the, the Marvel Universe, which is already so expansive and complex, has just exploded once again. Um, and so, like, we're getting these new corners of this universe kind of to be explored and in so many different ways. The Disney Plus platform is coming out. When is that launch? Is that beginning of November? it launches
0: this fall i don't remember the date
2: i i want to say it's first week of november but i could be wrong and and so we're getting we're getting those corners being explored with our major major marvel characters um for real so, this time for real yeah not not just netflix which sort of was good and then it, it or and even the it,
0: ABC shows They, they we've oh, had two point. tries at this now true and that,
2: then uh, yeah I guess one thing that, that was just announced to is season seven of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think has been announced to be its last which which
0: has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe it, it pretends but it, it just tried does.
2: yeah it, it, it did at the beginning and then stopped <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited. The, what if I really am excited about, uh, yeah. it's, um, it's kind of a play on the DC elseworlds concept. where just, yeah. What if, you know, uh,
0: Gwen was Deadpool or something like that. And it's just going to be really funky and strange. And, um, somebody said that they, uh, in I guess they had an, a, a logo animation for it in in the uh, oh nice in Hall H and somebody spotted a a, a zombified Steve Rogers which in, is in right out of the comics that's yeah. cool that's cool we so like, could have a zombie Captain America so so just those crazy things uh, are going to be pretty awesome
2: yeah I think I think that this whole it, it's just going to be fun a lot of the titles yeah. even frankly just look fun um, they don't look it, it, not that not that they won't get serious but after Endgame I mean it, you can't you can't be that serious all the time Thor love and thunder WandaVision, like come on those are fun strange yeah um combinations and strange strange approaches to things so I, I'm really really excited to see what they what they do with it um and yeah. there's some of the other stuff that's like really detailed for the comics nerds like Hawkeye looks the the logo from that looks directly from um mm. from the comics and and looks really um like like some of the best storylines of the comics so I'm I'm excited to see what they do
0: yeah i'm excited for uh for shang chi uh i know absolutely nothing about that character right um or the stories tied to it but uh destin daniel Cretton as the director is phenomenally exciting uh, i mean he directed short term 12 mm-hmm. which is one of the best movies of, of this century um so i am really really excited to see uh see what he does in the marvel universe i i, I hope it this doesn't i hope he doesn't. Permanently go the blockbuster route just because he's such a good, talented director. But um, you know, it worked for Ryan Coogler, so I'm I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited. I, I really hope these Disney Plus shows don't let us down because yeah. I don't think it, they will. I, I think they I don't will want be good. them to be a waste of time. The but, Netflix yeah. shows were good. For a time but they ultimately Serve no purpose in the MCU so they were just Their own thing I don't want I don't want more shows Pretending that they're in the MCU yeah. well, I um, think
2: that's with, with these headline stars I think right. it's going to be hard to to Be a
0: waste of time right so So that's that's what I hope for Um, And then obviously Blade Is so exciting oh I mean my gosh. Perfect yes. so casting. Awesome.
2: And uh, yeah Marsha uh, Ali is, is just one of Speaking of best things of the century like his <laughs> His just uh, you know domination Of movies in the last few years um, has just been fantastic, and he's—I think he's perfect. He's not, honestly, who I would have thought for some weird reason. but
0: oh, that's like—if that, somebody said they're making Blade, he would be the first person on the list.
2: Yeah, and I don't—I don't know why that didn't come to my head, but the moment they said it, I was like, "Oh, of course! Like, of course it's Marshall." But <laughs> I just would not have—if you had said who do you think should be Blade, I don't know that I, my mind would have gone to him. But I'm sorry—I'm huh. really excited.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, I think I, I, the Eternals is another one that I know nothing about, but that I've only read is... some.
2: Of it, yeah. I, I don't know enough. Yeah,
0: the cast is is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. It is. And Kumail Nanjiani uh, as a as a superhero, (laughs) I just what what is that going to look like? So I'm ready, I'm ready for it. So yeah, obviously incredible announcements. I'm also excited to see what they end up doing with Fantastic Four uh, eventually. Who knows when we're going to get that announcement? But uh, I'm just I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see. It feels like after all this time of bringing them together for the Infinity Saga, it feels like it's kind of exploding in all these different directions in the Mm -hmm. best way. Right. Um, Yes. So I'm I'm really ready for a really different era of 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 this uh this universe because none of these things feel like they're tied to any of the others you know they all feel like they're their own thing completely and yeah. so yeah, i'm ready I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it
2: the eternals again i've only read a little bit of it what i remember of the eternals is and i, I don't know are they are they saying that the eternals is going to kind of be the new avengers I, I i guess i'm not really sure if like things are no all idea. setting up and leading to that but the eternals are basically it's almost like like aliens who, who were on earth and kind of uh, shaped and formed our culture before departing for some reason. So it's, it's going to, I think it's going to delve way deep into Marvel mythology and they're going to try and like, I think that's how they're going to tie things together to me. But
0: so uh, that is a lot of stuff from Marvel and we want to know what you think. So make sure you reach out to us on social media. We want to hear your thoughts and, and what you feel like they're missing or what you're excited for. Cause there's a lot here. So I know we're all excited. All right. With that, we are going to dive into more Disney corporate takeover (laughs) with our review of the Lion King. Everything you see
2: exists together in a delicate balance. While others search for what
1: they can take, a true king, searches for what he can give
0: run away simba and never return
1: well if you've been living under a rock for the last 25 years the synopsis of The Lion King is, after the murder of his father, a young lion prince flees his kingdom only to learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. So Disney just remade The Lion King, which I think is mm. one of our, it's for me, like my all-time favorite Disney movie Absolutely growing yeah. up. Um, it's just a classic all, all the way around. So Disney definitely had a lot to live up to. So yeah, so why don't you guys? We'll start with you, Daniel. You tell me kind of your history with the Lion King. If you were excited about this remake and what you thought about it, spoiler free. I don't, although I don't really know how you can spoil the Lion King because we all know what happens. Yeah, really. but-
0: I
2: ran into actually one person who hadn't seen the original.
0: It was no. weird. Yeah. Well, well, uh, we can pray for them. But in the meantime, <laughs> uh, with my history with the Lion King, just like any other kid who is you know under forty, I love lion king i love it um it is it is my favorite uh disney movie not necessarily my favorite animated film of all time but it's probably number two for me so yeah and not only that it's one of my favorite films of all time animated or not i mean it is it's phenomenal and it's so so legendary at this point so iconic so many iconic scenes and moments and you're right like pretty much everybody knows this film mm-hmm. and uh so remaking it is a huge risk we know this already and there are no strangers to that but but more than any other remake so far that disney has done this is kind of the most risky because obviously it is not a live action remake it mm-hmm. is a, a a fake live action remake. Yes. it is 100 percent animated preach right
2: Wait, so 100 uh,
0: percent 100% animated. Even sets and everything like that? Yes, 100% animated. Really? No. I didn't know that. No, nothing that live I didn't action. know. Yeah. Wow. But we're going to call it
1: live action.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is 100% animated. There's absolutely n- no That's live so action That's
1: stupid. Anything. Sorry, go
0: ahead. Right. Keep so, going. <laughs> well, we know what April's going to say. Uh, <laughs> so, this movie limits a ton of that risk though by attempting what is essentially a like i would say 90 percent a shot for shot remake this is the exact same film they replicate every shot about or i would say about 90 percent of the shots so what that means is there's a phenomenal base to this movie because they're they're doing a shot for shot remake of one of in my opinion one of the best films of all time one of the best animated films of all time so being a shot for shot remake it's kind of hard to criticize the story right when mm-hmm. it's a story that i fundamentally love and the shots and the characters and the songs that I already love. So there's a phenomenal base there, a base level of enjoyment that I get out of this film from just watching kind of another version of the film that I already love. So that's great. Of course, like we said, the movie appears to be live action, but it's completely animated. So by appearing to be live action, the lions have absolutely no character unlike the original. right? Mm-hmm. They're lions. Have they you ever seen a emote. lion cry or laugh or look proud or scared? No, mm-hmm. they're lions. Yep. And so by by making it li- appear live action, you remove all of that character, all of that emotion. Mm-hmm. None of these animals are interesting or emotional or empathetic or anything like that. And so fu- the fundamental idea behind this movie, more than any other Disney remake, we can talk all about the... the the disney takeover the the kind of the money grab Mm -hmm. of these remake ideas but more than anything else the fundamental concept of a live action lion king or appearing to be live action is flawed because lions can't emote Mm -hmm. they just can't and that's exactly how i felt about the jungle book but at least you had a human central character there to kind of ground you but i had the same issue with all the other characters in the jungle book it just doesn't it just doesn't work. It's an inherent concept that doesn't work. And additionally, by, by approaching the film as almost a shot-for-shot remake, the changes that they do make are so noticeable and distracting. Yeah. I would have preferred at least attempting to do something different or uh, you know more drastically different. I mean, uh, that, that could have failed too, obviously, but the little changes here are so much more bothersome because uh, it's just so badly edited. This film uh, indulges in its surroundings in a distracting way. It takes... So much extra time just looking around, lingering on shots of animals that aren't characters in the story for way too long, just Mm -hmm. trying to show off, hey, look how cool this thing is that we did. And it is cool. The visuals are amazing, but from a story perspective, it's just distracting and it's just boring and wasting our time there there are some sequences like like the tuft of hair sequence right um Mm -hmm. (laughs) it doesn't help the story it just distracts and it only shows off the visuals visuals as cool as they can be if it doesn't serve the characters or serve the story it's pointless and so that's kind of the whole the whole point of this movie is just hey look how cool this looks yeah um and that's not good enough so the visuals are stunning. It's they're the, they're some of the best animation I've ever seen. The most lifelike visual effects we've ever had. There's no doubt about that. Um, and so it's, it's worth the exploration of the idea. But like I said, if it doesn't serve the characters, it's it's, it's hollow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a gorgeous sheen on something that's not... There's no life to it. Now... I just said a lot of negative things. I was just bashing a lot of things. Like I said, though, there's this phenomenal base to it. There, there's there's something that's inherently enjoyable about watching these characters that we love and these songs that we love just kind of go into town, right? And so, through so a different that's lens. Durable. Right. So so there is enjoyment to be had here. And I also can't wrap up my review without giving so much credit to Billy Eichner. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, that dude makes this movie 10 times better than it other, otherwise would be. I mean, he completely skyrockets my enjoyment out of this movie. Every time he's on screen, he elevates everything that we hear. He's hilarious and sarcastic, so good. Seth Rogen is good too, but it's really Billy who who takes things to a new level. And so every time he's on screen, Screen, it makes everything instantly better The rest of the voice acting is Mediocre I, I yeah. don't know it's not great Mediocre, I mean, John Oliver was bad Chiwetel Ejiofor was really bad As Scar Beyonce was born, Not bad oh, but
2: just boring uh, Every um, single time she spoke I, w- I just thought oh that's Beyonce
0: like, yeah, I, I never mean- heard Nala which is whatever it was. It wasn't bad, but it was fine. Donald Glover did fine. I think um, when they job. were singing, it was good. I think "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" was great.
2: Yeah, they so, made that a duet rather than one, right. you know, a single, which is great. And, and I also
0: love Beyonce's new song "Spirit" that she added for the, for uh, for the film. I think that was integrated really nicely. So I like that. There are things here to like. I mean, there's also so much to point out that's wrong, but it's such a strong base of what most of us already love. So, it's not like this is awful by any means. It's just frustrating and and fundamentally misguided. And so, there are worse movies, but there are things that are still good and and I would tell anyone curious just just watch the original and it'll probably be a, a more satisfying experience.
1: Yeah, well a lot a lot to unpack there, Daniel. <laughs> yes. Um, Tyler, what do you think? Uh,
2: I'm going to echo most of that,
0: although yeah.
1: there's a
2: few things that I think I do. There's actually a few things I disagree with. Like, I I actually really liked the things that differed for the most part. Um, like, that differed intentionally. Like, there are some things that differed because they didn't work. Like, uh, Daniel already mentioned the, the subpar voice acting. I, I want to highlight Be Prepared, which I always thought is, I think, is one of the most Um, scarily impactful parts of the original movie it's a it's a you know a nazi march that's going on which which i i'm kind of surprised i don't want to get political but i'm kind of surprised with so much talk of of you know things like you know that political spectrum today that we didn't lean into it but maybe i'm kind of proud that they didn't sink to that but uh, so i guess i'm torn on it but but uh be prepared is such a powerful song in the original and it is it's almost an afterthought in this mm-hmm. one. It's almost like, oh, well, this is the time we're supposed to sing that and then um, then we're done. Well, I
1: think originally they were actually going to cut it and then yeah. – like, Oh, were toward, they? Yeah, they like, were going to cut it completely and then at the end – or towards the end they are like, oh, we'll just and do it,
2: this a little bit. It felt like that. I mean that's exactly yeah. what it felt like. I didn't know that. Um, And so there's, there's some stuff that, that just didn't work because it, it was – Like Daniel said, the original has such a high bar to it that Mm. when you don't meet that bar, um, it doesn't work. Which is why then Billy Eichner stands out so well because he exceeds Nathan Nathan Lane's bar. Um, I think he's better than Nathan Lane um, in it. So he's he's so funny. Um, The other one's just – you know, just pale in comparison. Um, But I actually really like, so where I disagree with Daniel a little bit is I like the part where we indulge in the animation, especially now that I know it's animation. um, I actually thought, oh, well, they just, caught this shot while they were doing, you know, some, some shooting in Africa or something like that. And they decided to keep, to keep it in, or they used what they had and kind of fit it in. Um, I really loved, um, the, the little vignettes. I think the floating, the floating hair is the only time where it got a little, there's a tuft of hair. So for people who have not seen it, I don't want to give any spoiler, but there's a tuft of lion hair of lion mane hair that floats through the air for a little while for about five minutes. It feels like, Mm. um, and it doesn't really land in the way that we think it's going to land. Um, but but a lot of the other stuff I really liked, um, I enjoyed that. But honestly, I have a base problem with all of these uh, these remakes anyway. I, mm-hmm. I really I never saw Beauty and the Beast because I didn't see a point to it. Um, I saw Cinderella, which I want to say is the first of these remakes. Alice in Wonderland I kind of don't count because it was doing its own thing and it was so long ago. Yeah. But in this age of the remakes, I haven't seen a point to them. They add nothing to the original. Um, it, they seem. Completely needless, uh, and if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna do something different or make it its own thing, standing on its own two feet, then I don't see a point to it. So I, I that's I have a, like an underlying, you know, problem with them going in. I was not excited about the Lion King coming out. I saw a trailer and I thought, oh, that's beautiful, and so I'll go see it. But I really didn't. I wasn't excited anyway to begin with, and then hmm. to to then say it also just doesn't even come close to the original. Um, the, yeah it just kind of adds insult to injury so
1: yeah no i uh i pretty much echo what you guys have said although i think i am the least positive out of both of you guys oh wow i wow. i, I love like i love the original lion king and yeah, so when totally. i first saw the trailer for the remake i got chills watching the trailer it was so nostalgic i got really excited about it and then we got i feel like what this is the third remake this summer so we had yeah. Dumbo and then Aladdin, and I don't oh, know I if didn't I was see Aladdin. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I don't know if I was just like remaked out or whatever, but like going into it, like my expectations w- were actually lower, um, which thankfully, or I probably would have just like hated the movie. But yeah. um guys, I did not like it. I didn't like it at all. I thought, um for the record, like I went with my mom and she loves like all the Disney remakes, and she didn't even like it. So that, wow. that spoke the most to me because, wow. so first of all, I thought a lot of the dialogue was way more on the nose in this remake than the original. I thought there was a lot more subtlety in the original. But now I'm realizing yeah, they had to be more on the nose because you literally had no facial expressions from the animals. Yeah. So you they had to say their action. And the number one rule of movies is show, don't tell. Yes. Um. So that's just like my underlying like biggest arc of the whole thing, which y'all have already talked about. But even the changes that they made, I just thought, ugh. I did not like the be prepared what they did with it. Yeah, um awful. And I even the whole um, scene where Mufasa comes through the clouds like it, it, you have to have seen Lion King. Everyone knows Mufasa comes through the clouds so that's not totally. really a spoiler. But I just did not like that interaction. I felt it was so on the nose much like I don't know. It was just ugh. I was so disappointed when I left the theater. I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. I see. I've seen a lot of friends that online that are loving it and that that it's giving them chills, just like the original did. And that was just not me. I actually found myself checking my phone a lot throughout the movie because I was just bored. It just it didn't capture my attention. Um, Yeah, I don't. I didn't like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my biggest thing is that th- I didn't feel like that there was much emotion. You know, yeah. I di- this this movie didn't get me emotional. You know, um, throughout the entire. Uh, I mean, okay, there's no point in hiding spoilers. Okay, yeah, if yeah. you're listening to this review, you've seen the line. Game. I mean, yeah, there unless are- unless there's something that that is a change, but no. spoiler. So, there are no changes. Exactly. Yeah. So so Muf- Mufasa's death sequence, that whole thing simba doesn't look sad or yeah. scared or no, anything not at all. he just looks the same throughout the whole but sequence. he's so crying
1: he's... like voice wise and yeah, i right. don't think the voice acting was very good either but it also okay. could across just be, the board
0: it's pretty weak yeah,
1: yeah. I, but i couldn't figure out if, it, if the voice acting was just bad or if it was because it was contrasted with just literally no facial emotion I think that,
0: I, honestly i think that's what it is i think that that the animation doesn't add anything so it feels like the voice acting doesn't match the character right but that's not that's that doesn't it doesn't seem like that's the actor's fault it could be I'm not sure but yet with no emotion it's like it's like you're you're just fake crying like there's nothing yeah, totally there's nothing there and so I don't that's I just don't get it I don't get why I mean I understand like wanting to push new ground in animation but like right. I feel like you could I, I, not I, I feel like you could have a middle ground, right? Of like yeah. they're just talking tweek, and seeing
2: eyes just a yeah. little bit. Like, like they don't
0: need I don't need airbud. Like you know,
2: moving the mouth. That's right? what this is. Right. It,
0: that's what this is. It's the equivalent of of uh, just you know the same live action things we've gotten since the like the '60s with yeah. moving mouth on animals. This is the same except it's all animated. Right. I mean, there was no emotional difference. Right. And so. Right. They're already singing. Why not make them emotional? Yes, exactly. Why not make them expressly? Exactly. Because
1: they're trying yeah, to be so realistic. But I've never seen a, a lion frolicking through the grass singing a love song. Right. Exactly. Right,
2: exactly. So and they didn't need to be cartoonish with it. I, I actually think with the amount of subtlety in the animation that is definitely seen here, with it being photorealistic and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. they I think they could have pulled it off. You know, they they could have pulled yeah. off giving us some emotion with the eyes. They did it. Heck, like okay, I didn't see Dumbo either, but I saw Dumbo had emotion in the trailer. Yeah. He right? was
0: more expressive for sure. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, so it's I would say, yeah, they could they could have done it and it could have absolutely worked. So I'm almost
1: uh, wondering if. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but if it would have been better to do it like homeward bound style. You I know. was
2: just thinking that.
1: Like, don't even have them that. talking at all because I was emotionally connected to those characters. Granted, I was like six when I watched it, but
2: right, right. <laughs> but those are those are emotionally intense movies. They really yeah. are.
0: Yeah, I, it's just so disappointing. Like, th- there's there's so much good here in terms of just a, a story that we know and love, and the songs are still good. I think mm-hmm. that I think that the the music is good here. Like, I I don't have any problems the with the part. music. Um, it's just. None In fact, of it, none it, it, of it connected emotionally at all.
2: Yeah. I agree. Well, and that's but see, this is where I also
0: don't. I, I would agree with you
2: that it's not the actor's fault overall, um, except like Billy Eichner. I swore when we talked about it, it Daniel and I saw it together. We were just um, visiting our parents together. Uh, we saw it together, and I would have sworn that they had animated Timon differently. Because Billy Eichner did such an amazing emotional job to to convey the humor of of Timon and stuff like that, and and Daniel was you know so unless unless he's wrong, but I think he's I think he's right in this, um unless you know they did animate Timon differently, I felt that it was animated differently because of how well that that uh, Billy Eichner did. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is on the actors a little bit for not giving us more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I don't know. It's it's hard. I think ultimately it does. It rests on you know John Favreau you know for yeah. for not saying hey guys this this needs to be animated you know yeah this either way either
0: whether it's the animation or the voice acting either way I mean it's it's Just, what the result doesn't change I mean and right. this is a phenomenal cast like yeah. true I don't think they did well but these are all incredible actors for the most part I mean Chiwetel Ejiofor is a phenomenal he actor is. yeah um, Donald Glover is awesome yep Uh, beyonce is fantastic john oliver isn't the best actor but he's a funny dude and it's just all these things like i was so excited because of this cast this cast is stacked and they let me down Mm -hmm. so i just it's just all around just totally it's just a it's just a misfire and and all that said like uh, like i said in my review like i'm not 100 negative there are worse ways to spend two hours but if you're gonna make a remake, especially a shot-for-shot shot remake, what, why do it if you can't surpass the original? I just don't understand it. It's just like when Gus Van Sant did the shot-for-shot shot remake of Psycho. Why? What's the point? What are you adding? What are you bringing to the table? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I do think that a new generation of children, just like just like we latched on to the original Lion King, I do th- I, I do think a new generation of children, this will be their Lion King. And, you know, that's fine. I guess that's why they made it. But I just it's it, it's inferior. I don't think it's so, so weird. I think
1: if anything, this is going to make this generation of children go watch the original Lion King and that will be their Lion King.
2: I hope so. It's it's so weird that they don't just re-release the original animated because then it costs them no money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then they just will make they'd make a ton of money just by releasing it. You know, no, they wouldn't. No, you
0: they don't wouldn't. think so. It, well, I mean, this is going to make nearly a billion dollars, and they would not make, they would make maybe a hundred million. Why watch it when you could watch it at home? well i watched the original that you've seen well, a bunch of times they I, wouldn't make I mean that much money.
1: not to be the weirdo but i went when they re-released it back in 2011 to theaters for like a week or two and i went and yeah. saw it in theaters oh I, did too. I
0: saw i saw the lion king last year when they <laughs> when they had a special event so i i'm not saying nobody's gonna go see it yeah but it's not gonna make a billion dollars it's not gonna make a tenth of a billion dollars Right. It's so, not, but it
1: but it's not gonna cost them anything really to
2: do that
0: sure It's free money, yeah. Yeah. I I don't have kids old enough to know, you know, what... My kids are only nine months old, so I don't know... They don't watch movies yet. Mm -hmm. But I I have a feeling that could be wrong that that kids are going to grow up not really appreciate... For the most part, I'm talking in general, Mm -hmm. not really appreciating hand-drawn animation because... It it it's all gonna look old, right? I mean, exactly. Hand drawn yeah. animation doesn't really exist anymore, and so I I think a, a, this generation of children will will want to watch the new Lion King, which looks great, looks real, and looks you know de- more dazzling uh, than the old Lion King because it looks old. It's well, it's, tw- it's the it's new black 25 and white, five years old. So. Yeah. yeah, where so, where
2: now black and white movies are old. Why would I watch those? That's right.
0: Yeah. So that's why I say I feel like this generation, this will be their Lion King. And, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe my assessment's wrong. Um, Obviously, I think the original is far superior. So my kids are going to watch that one. Mm. Uh, But, you know, this is going to be on Disney Plus and so many families are going to have Disney Plus. Uh, I think they'll both be on it. But I think I think this will get a lot of viewing. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I will say my well, my daughter's three. So she's still not like super old, but Mm. She, like, I've shown her Zootopia and Inside Out and all those awesome new animation Pixar movies and stuff. And her two favorite movies that she has are the original Jungle Book and the original Lion King. She always asks to watch those. Good for her.
0: Hey, that's great. And the original Jungle Book's what, like 50 years, 52 years old? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah.
1: So there's hope.
2: Now, did you take your daughter to this new one?
1: I did not. Well, I didn't take her to it because I I didn't know if real lions would be scary. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it actually
2: seemed like the hyenas were way scary. Real hyenas are scary.
1: Yeah, I I didn't like how they made them. I don't know. I felt like they lost a lot of the comedy. Like the hyenas did, were also my favorite character. Like some of my favorite characters in the oh, original. Yeah. And in this one, they were, like the comedy was just almost stupid. And,
2: and the comedy seems
0: way forced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That fell flat. And again, that's Eric Andre and Keegan Michael Key are two really oh, funny on, dudes. Race. Yeah. But the the only jokes that they had were Eric Andre's hyena like cuddling with like the other not one. having body right. space that was it that was yeah. the whole joke it's no. as funny as i just said it like it didn't it really it didn't make any it, sense it was,
2: it's almost like because it's weird because that should have worked i think in the deadpan you know way that the that the hyenas because none of the animals emote they should have mm-hmm. worked deadpan it just didn't it didn't work yeah. at all
0: and, I, and it didn't work and i don't know about other audiences our audience did not laugh not at once all for i think those. i now,
2: chuckled at the first one uh, and then they kept hitting
0: it again and again and again, and yeah, it they they but, like
1: kept doing the same joke. It was weird. Oh, yeah. um, I and, will and, agree. And with, the
0: punch the punchline was Keegan Michael Key just going, "Come on, dude." That, yeah, that's right. the punchline. Yeah, that's it. That's
1: so dumb. I will agree with you guys though that Timon and Pumbaa, for me, were the best parts of
2: yeah, absolutely of, laugh out loud.
1: Yeah, I did laugh a few times with that. So that there were some pleasant surprises with there with with some differences that they did with that humor. Um, But I don't know if those few moments were worth the whole thing.
0: I mean, I definitely think visually, I mean, there's no question removing the emotions from it, all that stuff. I mean, there's no question. This movie looks amazing. It It, it it really does. It's stunning. This is a new leap forward. I mean, think of what we can do with animation now. Mm -hmm. I mean, as live action, uh, as truly live action as this animation appeared. Um, it blurs the lines. T- Tyler didn't even know after writing. I, her no I didn't, all I didn't this know stuff.
1: either. I, did, I had no idea it was all. So
0: that's the thing. I mean, uh, think of where we can go next. So that's mm-hmm. a, It's a phenomenal leap forward, and that's awesome. And it, it begs. It, it now asks new questions of what's going to be considered animation, right now. Obviously, the quality didn't turn out. This is getting only mixed reviews, including from us, mixed at best. Uh, so it's not going to really get much Oscar attention in ter- but it, it this this technically qualifies for best animated feature at the Oscars, mm. um, and so when oh, films so it's like not this, visual effects,
2: that's I, it still blows
0: well, my will, mind. It yeah. will qualify for visual effects. Qualifies for both, and the visual um, effects so are
1: amazing, and they do they, they deserve oh, they awards. They but they, they have do. nothing 100%. to do with like the actual story and emotion and right. right.
0: Yeah. that's the issue is that they're so focused on making this beautiful movie and they succeeded there yeah. they made a very beautiful movie all around but they didn't they didn't seem to to care that it the emotions don't connect as much and um, I just don't I just don't understand I don't get it I, yeah. I don't get it's fundamentally confusing to me I don't understand the point
1: yeah well right. the point is all the money
0: <laughs> that's true yeah which is, is annoying
1: money. as a creative it's like no do you- I want to see more original stuff, beginning getting well, looks, all this attention, and nope, Disney's yeah. just remaking all their movies again.
0: Which I don't think is inherently awful, depending on how they turn out. Like, mm-hmm. Mulan, the trailer for that, oh, that looks so, amazing. Yeah. Looks Mulan phenomenal. looks amazing. Because, in my opinion, it looks like they're doing something different, right? Oh, yeah. It looks right. like they're. it's not going to have the songs, it's not going to have Mushu, it's going to be a historical war epic, which yeah. is... Great. I mean, that's different and that justifies its existence. Lion King does not justify its existence. Even with Aladdin, I gave Aladdin a a, a kind of a more positive review. I think I might have enjoyed that more. Yeah. And that's because, you know, for all its flaws, and it had many, many flaws, it felt slightly different. It did Mm -hmm. not feel like a shot for shot remake. It certainly did not feel that way. And Will Smith was doing something different from Robin Williams. Like, it felt different. And this one with Lion King, it just. So just does it? Did they do the monkey in it? They did. Yep. Yes, they did. Okay, oh, yeah. but
2: so that worked. So that was my thought with Mushu. Like not doing Mushu is they couldn't do that for whatever reason effectively. So it worked to have an animated sidekick that was goofy and stuff. Well, well
1: I yeah, think, I mean, I think in the they're wanting talk. it to be more serious and less totally fun, yeah. like
0: Aladdin, which makes perfect sense. I, yeah. I'm I'm glad for that. Hopefully, yeah. it turns out well. It's yeah. and it's so, naturally
2: actually a more serious movie anyway. Yeah. It yes, was good. for sure.
0: So I don't know, I just if you're going to if you're going to remake something, either either make it drastically different to where it's hard to compare or top it. No, yeah. like make it and know this is going to crush the original. And um and they just didn't do that. You know, yeah, they like really make that it, a
2: challenge for yourself. Like we're going to we're going to do this. Like all respect to the original, make that a challenge to yeah. yourself. We're going to be better. You know, whether it works or not, but like that should be your what you're aiming at.
1: Yeah, well, and can I just say, if they really wanted to make this realistic, it would have been the Lion Queen, because the lionesses right. are the ones that rule the prides. Let's really be real true. about this. That's science. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's <laughs> very true. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I don't know. I, there's not much more to talk about, really. I mean, yeah. I think the music is good uh, Um, overall. I think there were some slight tweaks that, again, when you're being so... So identical to the original when it was these tiny little changes, it really stuck out. Like for me, this is so minor. So I, I, I feel like I'm nitpicking, but I feel like it's justified because they're, they're trying to be the same movie as the original. Like during the stampede sequence, the music was slightly different. Like, the track in the Stampede, in the original, is so iconic and burned into my mm-hmm. brain because yep. I love that scene and it was scary as a kid. Mm-hmm. And now they, they changed the music a little bit. It was a little bit different. And that bothered me. So all I was thinking during this during the Stampede sequence is, oh, the, the music's different, you know? Yeah. Um, because everything else is identical, just, you know, shot the same shots. So it just... Why was it so identical? Because then yeah. all the other little things stood yeah, out well, so I, prominently. I felt
1: similarly about Can You Feel the Love Tonight. They were yeah. singing that so fancily that, one, these are lions singing a love song. But, two, <laughs> Beyonce is doing all these Can You Feel yeah. the Love. Like, all these runs. It was just so distracting. But
0: Yeah. Anyway, yep, I yeah. agree. <laughs>
2: okay. Although, at the same time, my favorite edition was... Uh, Timon and Pumbaa doing a full version of the Lion sleeps tonight.
1: Yes, I absolutely oh, I did. I that loved funny. it. That I, I laughed at that. That was enjoyable.
0: And the be our guest, them doing Guest oh, so yeah. good. good. I liked that. Yep. Everything with Timon and Pumbaa was great. Yep. Honestly, anytime they were on on screen, I, I, if if this was Lion King one and a half with yeah. them <laughs> with them narrating the whole thing, oh, they should remake it. Yeah, genuinely, I I would have enjoyed that entire movie would it be better than the original of course not but i would have genuinely given that a positive review because mm. i have i don't think i have anything really negative to say about timon and pumbaa other than seth Rogen can't sing so oh, man he those little sing. moments were rough but <laughs> yeah. uh i think they tried to cover it as best they could i think so, they tried to play it off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ugh. yeah. yeah. so uh, again there's so it's so easy to nitpick this movie and to say all the negative things because there's so much but I, I i didn't come out of the movie angry like Mm. i i i no i I came out going meh you know that was okay okay like all right i was i was angry you were angry yeah i didn't like it i don't know (laughs) i think my expectations
2: were so low already because like i said i've not liked any of the i've liked very few of the remakes that i was like well it can't be it can't be that that good
1: well let's go ahead and stick with what we normally do and tell people how we would recommend they see this movie if they should see this movie at all should they see it in theater should they wait till it's um streaming or rent it or should they skip it all together daniel
0: <sighs> i genuinely don't know what to say here because you know as a movie this is this is a streamer you know wait mm-hmm. till you have disney plus you know when that comes out and and stream it there because it's fine like i don't think it'll make you angry it's it's are worst ways to spend two hours but the visuals are so good that I mean, it yeah. really does it's it's kind of worth seeing on the big screen just simply because it's it's a phenomenal achievement. Like it just looks unlike anything else, right? I mean, it looks so unique. So I don't know. I would say if you if you really if if you are curious, I would say, go watch it because it's worth seeing on the big screen if at all. If you kind of think you're gonna just prefer the original anyway, then then just stream it. And I think you'll be okay with that. Tyler, what do you think?
2: I say uh, stream it on the biggest screen that you can find.
0: Mm. Strong opinion. Wait. Stream it on the on the biggest yes. sc- screen? Okay. Stream it. So on a big okay. TV, yeah.
2: stream and it. And go find where they're showing um, The Lion King in original. some theater somewhere, the original, and go watch that.
1: Yes. My recommendation is to watch the original Lion King. And oh, I want to say skip it so bad, but I know people are going to watch it. Do it. it. So. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. Skip it. Yes.
0: Wow. There Skip she goes. Skip it. It's not worth it. it. There she goes. It's
1: not worth it. I'm, I'm still mad. So. Wow. Yep.
0: Angry April.
2: <laughs> I love Angry April. This is great.
1: Yeah. Well, now that our review of The Lion King is done, we're going to do our top three movies of the year so far. And I don't know. It might be close. I wonder if Lion King has made someone's top three or not. We'll see. I
0: think so. We'll see. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast.
2: All right, well, let's. uh, It's it's time. We're about halfway through the year, and I think it's about time for us to start kind of digging in. What's you know reflecting, thinking back on how the year has gone in cinema, and uh, let's talk about what what movies have made our top three. And I'll even say because I think there might be some overlap. We can even throw in some honorable mentions when we're done, uh, but let's start with April. April, what is your number three movie of the year so far?
1: Okay, before I say this, I have to preface that I had a baby in March, so I missed about a month and a half of good movie watching, and I really haven't been able wow. to get out <laughs> much. <I'm laughs> but it was so March. Disappointed.
0: Yes, but I, it was March. I, it was March, so it, but a lot of yeah. the good
1: stuff. I also live in like a small town in Tennessee, so there's not like. I don't get to see a lot of really cool independent movies that I know are probably better than this movie that I'm about to say for my number <laughs> Welcome three. Welcome
2: to my life as so, well. Yeah.
1: So no judgment, but my number three movie of the year so far is actually John Wick 3. Sweet.
0: Wow.
2: Yes. Excellent. That's in my top ten, but I didn't... Uh, oh, it's not. It just got bumped down. But oh, yeah, I know. So, I, I know
1: there are better movies out there, and this will change because I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to catch up eventually, but for now it's John Wick 3. No judgment. <laughs>
0: no, no, judgment <laughs> no, no judgment at all. Judgment at all. That's <laughs> solid. Nice. Daniel that's a good pick. Uh, yeah, my number three of the year I kind of wavered here between my number three and my number four but I ended up settling on Toy Story 4. Does it feel more like a spin-off? yes does is it unnecessary? yes, but it's still really enjoyable really charming. I love some of the new characters. the animation was gorgeous the story was fairly emotional so yeah it's it's a uh, it's my third favorite movie of the year.
2: Nice I have not yet seen it. But it,
0: uh, it does look good. I, I missed our review of that one. I wasn't able to make it. Yeah, but, so I, was, I know. I was not a fan of
1: the Toy Story Four.
0: I know. I listened, and neither was <laughs> Chad. Uh, so I, I know you guys were definitely more negative on that one. But uh, you know, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I thought I didn't. I, I really enjoyed it overall. Cool. Excellent.
2: Well, my third is Spider Man Far From Home, uh, and I was on the review for that, so I've already talked about it a whole ton. Uh, I think the three of us were all. Yeah, we were the only we were. three on that one, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've talked about that one, but it is great. It's genuinely, uh, it's a fun movie. It is a it is a breath of fresh air after the the deep heaviness that Endgame was. So, all right, yes. April, bring us to number two.
1: Yes, my number two is Yesterday. Wonderful. I really love that movie. It was
2: great. Awesome. Same, and I think we were also on that that, yes, that review. Yeah, that was the, the same was, episode. The same so, yep. yeah,
0: Daniel. Yeah, and I forgot to mention this before I gave my top three. Um, we're, we're almost seven months into the year here, but honestly, overall, I'm I'm disappointed in 2019 in film mm-hmm. thus far. It's been fine, but this summer has been mostly terrible. Yes, I think I think from this list of three here, I think only my number one pick has a shot at actually making my end of year list. Just because I, you know, I love all these movies here, but I I know that there are better. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm hopeful that more better films are going to come out here. So I'm not sure if any of these are going to make my end of the year list, but we'll see. But my number two pick is also yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, we reviewed that on our last episode, along with Spider Man, and uh, I, I just I just enjoyed it so much. It's so fun, so charming. It's it's got fun world building, and it's just it's just really enjoyable. And it's more than just the Beatles music. Uh, that's a huge part of it, but it's uh it's really fun. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I highly highly recommend that one. Excellent. Well, mine is also yesterday.
1: Woo! <laughs> so, All right. uh, Deja and vu. I'm just gonna
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna echo what you guys have said. Uh, yesterday was fantastic. It is delightful. It is fun. It is funny. Um, it doesn't go too dark. It's just it was a good feel good film that I've been like I've been preaching to everybody I've seen of just go see yesterday. It's fantastic. Yeah. Rachel, I still don't Ooh, Rachel, wow,
0: <laughs> <laughs> wrong person. I still don't... I still don't understand. You know, yesterday is not getting awesome reviews. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it's it. It's really very, very mixed. It. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, um, I listened to the uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR, and they were very they negative were. on this film. And I I don't uh, I don't get it I, I don't connect I didn't understand any of their complaints they re, you know they specifically really wanted it to be very sci-fi and dig into how the world changes and it just didn't feel like that sort of extremely films happy me. they didn't do that yeah. yeah same so it's funny that all three of us really love that movie and uh, even though it's not getting very good reviews yeah um, so it's that is interesting. Weird.
2: all right well April why don't you bring us to your number one movie of the yes. of the year so far number- Lion King. <laughs>
1: The liking. No, if I really wanted to fall on my sword, I would say Dark Phoenix because I went to battle for them. But it's not Dark Phoenix. That's not not Dark Phoenix. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, No, my number one movie so far of the year is Avengers Endgame.
2: Wonderful. Nice. It's
1: so emotionally compelling. And I still think about that movie still sometimes, even though it's been a few months now. So, yep, that's it. I was just
2: checking to see when it comes out uh, to stream because I really want to watch it again. Yeah. I actually, and I, I should have checked in my small town if they re, if they did the re-release here or not, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, uh, whether they did it or not, it just crossed uh, uh, Avatar to be the number one highest-grossing movie worldwide nice. of all time. Mm. So that happened this weekend, which is uh, you know pretty. We talked we talked earlier in the summer if we thought it was going to beat it or not. You know, I, I you know it's good, it's it's cool, it's something new dethroning Avatar, but I I, I'm very I really okay do with that. I miss i don't love avatar i probably like endgame more but i just it was exciting that for the longest time an original film literally sent for more than 20 years the highest grossing movie worldwide has been an original film yeah. you can say oh, it's a ripoff whatever it, it technically legally it was an original <laughs> film mm-hmm. and so that was exciting and it's so more I, that
2: i'm okay that james cameron doesn't have the top movie any longer like it for whatever yeah. reason because he's
0: just I don't know. He bunged me on out him. All we, I mean, he's made some of the best movies. Oh, yes. of all time. He, he, Oh yeah,
2: he you know has this like five of the other top ten spots are, are right. his movies or something like that. Three of them are. Yeah. So, all right, Daniel, what did you say?
0: I did not say Avengers Endgame. Ooh. Uh, so that was my, I, I really went between that and Toy Story 4 for my number three pick. Very close. I, I could have totally had Endgame there as number three because I, I really enjoyed that. And I can't wait to see it again. I only saw it the one time, but I, I really have been wanting to go go see it. It's just, I'm never in the mood to go see a three hour movie in theaters again, but mm-hmm. that's all right. So my number one pick is a movie I saw just uh, a little under a month ago. Here's a, a smaller film that premiered at Sundance. Um, it's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, I really want to see that. That movie truly blew me away. I mean, it is a it's a mesmerizing story about history and loss and change. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeously shot and edited, and incredible central performances. I, it, the movie is spectacular. It's so moving. Um it really feels it's a debut direct, it's a directorial debut and it's I mean it's stunning I can't believe it's a debut because it feels wow. it feels like it's directed by a veteran I mean it is it's phenomenal it's hugely impactful so yeah I, I can't rave about it that's one of the few like i said earlier that, that i could see maybe making my end of the year list because i i truly love that movie is really powerful and obviously it's a lot more up my alley i'm i'm more of a smaller film guy than the, than even though i love the blockbuster so yeah the last black man in san francisco highly recommend it
2: i think i'm gonna agree with april and say i think do, do we have the same top three because my top is avengers endgame
1: yeah what was your number three
2: it was a Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: Oh, mine was John Wick 3. Oh, you, I almost did Spider-Man you sh- now. You go.
2: That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, my, mine is Avengers Endgame, and for the same real reason. It, it just had such emotional impact and such... Um, in fact, as we as yeah you were talking about it, I just looked it up on my my theater's website, and it's playing in about an hour, and so I might go see it again <laughs> <'cause it's nice. laughs> It made me think about, oh, man, I just... And to see it again on the big screen before it comes uh, streaming or on, on Blu-ray or something like that um, might be amazing because it just... It closed out an era of our lives like in mm-hmm. such a weird way so i'm i'm very very excited to, to go see that again and it, and it easily made my top um i i do suspect like daniel said i i do suspect it will probably be bumped down i i would suspect it'll still be in my top 10 for the year uh, but again who knows what comes out in the fall and and just what oscar movies are going to be amazing but uh but overall avengers endgame um it just packed a punch that i that i and it was so satisfying all right. Well, um, any any honorable mentions? We don't have to talk about placement on the list, but anywhere that just anything that almost cracked the top three from you guys. We've mentioned some so far. April, what about you?
1: Oh uh, well, Spider Man. I mentioned, or we had talked about earlier, but that that almost made my list. Honestly, I I kind of want to echo what Daniel said. I haven't really seen a lot of amazing. There really just haven't been that yeah. many great films this year. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely great films that I have not seen yet, and I am aware of that. But that <laughs> I've seen. Uh I don't know. Spider-Man was pretty much the only other one that I could even kind of consider putting in without like wanting to punch myself in the face. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel, what about you? Yeah, I had a I had a few. I mean, I I definitely like I said Avengers Endgame is is my number 4 right now. I Spider-Man I really loved. Rocket Man was great. Um uh I would say uh, one a couple smaller ones that that don't get as many mentions um A timely pick here is Apollo 11 phenomenal documentary about about uh, Apollo 11 of course and um, that's really incredible editing Uh, a film I just saw last week called Wild Rose is really good about a girl Mm -hmm. in Scotland who wants to be a country singer it's a really really great drama love that great performance Um, and then and then other things like Shazam Uh, I loved Shazam that was was such a fun movie Uh, so that was great you know uh, you know, a movie that was up higher on my list that actually keeps finding its way getting dropped down. I feel like I, I I like it less as time goes on. Is Us. Um, mm. I, yeah. I I liked that when I first saw it, but the more I think about it, I feel like the less I like it. Not because there's any that's when I need to watch again with it. Yeah, I I do need to watch it again just to really clarify my views. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it hasn't stuck with me, and I think I don't I don't think about it. Like it just kind of has vanished from my mind, and so it keeps dropping down whenever I look at my list. But uh, so that's not exactly a recommendation, but those are just some, uh, some other films on my list.
2: Yeah. And I was going to say a few of those same things. Apollo 11 was my number four at the moment. Uh, us is, is number five for me. I, I actually really did like it and I, I am thinking about it more and more, but I, I think strangely it's because it just came out on Blu-ray. And so whenever I go to Safeway, it is staring at me or, you know, <laughs> uh, this, this cover <laughs> is staring at me. Uh, and so I, maybe it's just that it's just eerily watching me wherever I go. Right. Um, Creepy. Another one, and this is for sure a a controversial pick, uh, Tolkien. I loved, and maybe it's my affection for Lord of the Rings or for the author, you know, just as such an impactful author. For me, I reread Lord of the Rings every single year. So Tolkien is, is way high up there. It, it got slammed by yeah. critics, and I completely disagree. Um, I had
0: no I, interest in that movie. Yeah, I wanted to well, see
1: it, and then I got really just disappointed by the reviews, and I was sad. So Go
0: watch it. And, and maybe I'm crazy, I'm but like a I, the Lord of the people... Ring
1: fan and fan of J.R.R. Tolkien and all this,
2: all the books. Oh, you you'll love it. It's, it's a beautiful love story. Like I, there are things about it to criticize. Like it's some of the, the things that, that like the, the visual effects were not as amazing, but it really is a solid, solid mm-hmm. film. And it's a beautiful love story. It's a true love story. Um, but, uh, and it's weird. The people that I know who have seen it have all loved it. And people who don't like Lord of the Rings, like I do, like, I didn't know if it was just my own, you know, mm. rose colored glasses. Uh, but, um, but yeah, they, it just got panned. Um, Booksmart is another one. Did you guys cover Booksmart? and I just missed
0: it? No, no I, have, I missed it. I actually. haven't seen it.
1: I want to see Booksmart, yeah. and I still haven't seen us. So
2: I, yeah, okay. I'm just, I'm slacking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah Book smart's on my list for sure to, to watch.
2: Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's it's definitely um, you know not safe for work, but you know it's mm-hmm. it's a good movie.
0: Well, uh, those are lots of good films from 2019 that we can uh, that we can recommend for sure. I th- think it sounds like we're all kind of hoping for a, for the year to kind of go up in quality here, deliver some better films. Well. We've got another potential great film coming out this week, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so that will be Cannot the next film that we're reviewing. Yes. Tarantino rarely disappoints, so we're excited for that. And then, of course, Hobbs and Shaw after that, so that's going to be my number one film of the year, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm ready for it. So so we're going to dive into those films in the coming weeks. Make sure you keep tuned in. We want to hear from you guys, so make sure you leave us a review, and you subscribe, follow us on social media. And with that, we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.